God has given you a new spirit, a new future, and a new heart. He wants to give you some, a new nature, but you'll never walk in that new nature until you understand it's time to leave the victim mentality behind. Now, all of us here have gone through times in our life when we've either been hurt, some of you have gone through really bad places of abuse in your life, but I want you to know just because you were a victim doesn't mean you have to stay a victim. That there's a spirit of a conqueror inside of you. That there is a spirit of God inside of you that is wanting to do a new thing in your life. So today we're going to pursue greater freedom. We're going to pursue this greater freedom that comes when we leave out and leave and forsake the victim mentality and say, I'm taking on a new mind, a new spirit, and I'm going on to something, a breakthrough in my life. So today we're going to do the third part of breaking the victim mentality. Let's jump right into our text. I hope you are ready to take notes. I hope you're ready because, man, we got some good things today. I don't want you to miss this. You don't want to go to the bathroom today. I'm telling you, you don't want to go. You're going to miss something. You're going to miss something. It's going to be good. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Look at this now. We used this last week, and we're going to use it as the main text today. When I was a child, I what? Spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when? That's the million-dollar question, right? But when I grew up, I put away childish things. When? When do we grow up? When we put away childish things. When do we grow up? When we leave immaturity behind. When do we grow up? Today, I think the biggest question that people struggle with when they first accept Jesus, all new believers and even some believers who've been saved a long time struggle with the question, am I really saved? That becomes a number one question. How do I know I'm really saved? And so over time, we, we learn and we teach the, the power of grace, that we're not saved by our works. We're saved by our faith in the finished work of the cross that Jesus did for us at Calvary, right? We believe in the resurrection of the, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, that he was resurrected on the third day. So we put our faith in the finished work of the cross there is my salvation. And what that means is this, as I learn, as I grow, is that even on my worst days, his grace covers me. So it sets me free to live. I don't have to come in feeling like I'm a dirty dog today because his grace covers me. I can come in, worship him, and say, man, things are going to break in my life, not because of anything I've done, but because of what Jesus done on the cross. So I can come in with that freedom. So the real question that Paul begins to challenge every believer with is not about, do you, do you, are you saved or are you not saved? No, that, that's not the right question. Because if you're saved, then you are covered under God's grace. The real question after that we should be asking is this, am I mature or an immature believer? Am I a mature believer or an immature believer? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves today. If you've accepted Jesus, this should be the next question you begin to ask yourself. And he writes right here, we just read it, that there's three strongholds of immaturity. There's three strongholds of immaturity. How I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, and I reasoned as a child. Those are the three areas. This is how I know whether I'm walking in mature as a mature believer or an immature believer. If I speak like a child, I'm immature. If I think like a child, I'm immature. 
If I reason like a child, I'm immature. And so today, what I want you to understand, if you speak as a child and you're supposed to be mature, you have a heart problem. Because the Bible says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I'm speaking as a child, then there's something on the inside of me that's not right. Because what's coming out of me is the maturity. You can say you're spiritually mature all you want, but if what the words coming out of your mouth are immature, you're immature. I don't care if you've been going to church for 50 years. It don't make a difference. What's coming out of your mouth? What, what, how are you thinking? How are you reasoning? I don't know, pastor, but out of the mouth, the heart speaks. See, let me just give it to you this way. If you want to stay a victim, keep talking like a victim. If you want to stay a victim, keep talking the way a victim talks. I will never get better. I will never be healed. I will never love again. I'll never get out of debt. I'll never get a better job. I'll never, I'll never. And we use those words all the way. That's like your kid who tells you, I'll never be old enough to drive. Yeah, they will. Eventually they will. I'll never, I'll never make it to junior high. Yeah, you will. I'll never make it to high school. Yeah, you will. I'll never make it to college. Yeah, you will. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. But immature thinking doesn't see that. And so they, and it talks immaturely. But mature thinking says, you know what? I am taking responsibility. I am going. God is changing my life. God has healed my life. His grace is sufficient for my life. And I'm going to live my life selling out my heart to Jesus because of what he did on the cross for me. So let's go look at this. In Romans 10, 9, it backs up this part of my message. If you confess that, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, that is how we first receive our salvation, by putting our faith, confessing with our mouth, confessing with our mouth, confessing with our words that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess it with my mouth, and I believe it in my heart. I confess it with my mouth, and I what? Believe it in my heart. And this is what puts into motion that I have now decided to be a follower of Jesus. My sins and past are behind me. I'm walking a new creation in God. Now, all things are made new. And so this is what signifies this. And so if this is what I am putting into motion, my salvation, this is the same thing that happens when I'm going to put into motion maturity in my life. I've got to confess it. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than an overcomer. There's breakthrough coming in my family. There's breakthrough happening in my life. There's breakthrough coming. I'm not going to be an addict all my life. I'm not going to live my life addicted to things I shouldn't, but I'm going to be set free by the power of God in my life. I am changing things in my life. you got to get up and declare the word of the Lord. Speak it out of your heart. Speak it out of your mind. Speak it from your mouth and say, I am going somewhere in God. I am a blessed child of God. I am today walking a king's kid, an heir of Christ. And so I've got to confess it with my mouth, believe it in my heart. See, as I do this, this ignites. If you want to get better, speak better. 
Is it that simple, Pastor? It is the beginning stages. If you want to get better, begin to speak better. If all you do is speak of the abuse, if all you do is speak of the hurt, if all you do is to speak of the mistake, you're going to live there the rest of your life. The way you leave that and drop that and go on to the new place God has for you is you begin to speak out, I'm bigger than my abuser. I'm bigger than the pain. I'm bigger than my past. I'm bigger than my failure. I'm bigger than my hurt. I'm bigger than my God is bigger than that. And I belong to my God. And he is speaking breakthrough in my life. You know, early on in my marriage, if you've been a destiny for a long time, you've heard me share this testimony several times, and I believe it's some of the best wisdom I could ever give some newly wed people today, is that early on in our marriage, my wife and I had to make a decision. We, were, we had a group of friends that were great friends. They, many of them we went to church with. They were good people, but every time we got together, it was like everything negative was being said. Negative about the job, negative about the college, negative about, about the, the church, and everything was negative about leaders in their life. And it's always about people bashing this person. And, just, and we come through. On the way home, one day we were leaving from being with these group of friends, and I just said, honey, I feel like I need to take home and take a shower. I feel dirty being around these people all the time. And she goes, me too. And we're like, what are we doing? And so we made a decision on that way home that night that we were going to start Disting ourselves from these people. Now, they were still good friends, and many of them changed their ways as they got older and matured as well. But they were still walking in an immature season in their life. But we decided, you know what, we can't do that. So we slowly began to separate ourselves away. And instead, we begin to put ourselves around some positive people in our life. And we begin to do something. And I can tell you, it was a breakthrough moment in our marriage. It was a breakthrough moment in our ministry that when we begin to separate ourselves from negative people and said, you know what? We're going to speak life over our family. We're going to speak life over our leaders. We're going to speak life over our everything around us. And we begin to speak that and be positive. Or we begin to elevate and things got better. Why? Because I begin to speak it into existence. I didn't always have that negative thing. Listen, you got to make sure you guard that in your life. It's a choice who you surround yourself with. Are you hearing me? You may not have a choice as a child, but as an adult, you have a choice. Who are you surrounding yourself with? God wants to pour out maturity into your life, but God will never pour out maturity into old wineskins. Let me put it another way. God will never pour out new maturity when you're walking around in immaturity. Jesus said this, I will not pour out. Do you pour out new wine into old wineskins? No, it will bust. New wine is poured into new wineskins. And so new wine requires a new wineskins. If you're going to lead the victim mentality, it's going to take a different mentality. If you're going to leave a victim mentality, you got to speak differently. You got to think differently. You got to hang around people differently than you used to. Don't stay a chain to those things. Don't be a childish, immature thinking will hold you back. Childish, immature thinking will keep you a chain to your victim mentality. You need to burn your victim's card. Some of you need to turn it in. That card's expired now. 
That card expired. You've had your gracious time. You had your grace period. But it's time to get rid of that victim's card. And it's time to say, you know what? I begin to confess. I'm going to walk a blessed child of God. No longer a victim to the things that have happened in my life. Begin to confess. I'm a blessing of the Lord. And I'm blessed of the Lord. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm going to walk in the blessing of the Lord. Well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, you speak it out enough and begin, your heart begins to speak it out enough, pretty soon you begin to believe it. You begin to see it and it begins to begin to activate it. How many know the scripture is spiritually activated in your life when you speak it out? The blessings of God many times are voice activated in our life. You got to begin to speak it out. God, I'm walking in your blessing today. Show me a child who hangs around adults and I'll show you a child who speaks like an adult. You ever, we all know this. Anybody have, when you raise up and you have a child who's an only child, many times when you get around that child at an early age, they just speak like an adult. And you get with them, they're like five years old, like, hey, Pastor Gene, how are you today? That was a great message you spoke this morning. God bless you. I'm praying for you. Doing good, Pastor Gene. Good to see you. God, I mean. Who is this kid? Oh, he's the only child. And so, because he's around adults all the time, he's learned to speak like adults. But you get a group of kids together, they, they speak like kids. You see, you got to understand something here that hanging around spiritually immature people will have you speaking spiritually immature. But if you want to begin to speak differently, hang around spiritually mature people. Hang around spiritually mature people you will find yourself growing in God. I promise you this. You know, a long time ago, I was leading a, a pastor's meeting. I was asked to come in and attend this pastor's meeting. And there they asked me to speak. We had started the church over a few years. It was growing really fast. And so I would get up and try to encourage this group of pastors that were there. And as I spoke to them, they were like, well, we, we can't do that. Well, why can't you? We don't have enough people to do that. We, we, can't, we can't do worship the way you guys do it. We, we can't do this the way you do it. We can't do this the way you do it. We can't. And I'm like, every time I threw out an idea, they're like, well, we can't do that. And finally, I got up. You know, your pastor, I was, I was kind of, early on, I was, I was a little bit different than I am now. God's giving me some wisdom. But early on, I was like, listen, people. I got up and rebuked a whole room of pastors. True story. I said, listen, you guys act like we started with all these people. We, just, we started with seven families in a basement with nothing. So what I want you to know is this, is that I'm not going to come and be a part of this meeting if all you're going to do is speak negative because I want to speak the blessing of God over you and your church and over your family, and I want to speak the good things. And if you're going to come in and say, I can't, I can't, I can't, then I'm wasting my time. I'll surround myself with some people who can, and together we'll continue to grow. A supervisor called me on the way home. Did you really say that? I said, yes, I did. He goes, well, good for you. I've been wanting to say that for years. <laughs> See, sometimes you just got to declare. Sometimes you just got to rebuke. Sometimes you just got to rebuke that immature thinking. Sometimes you got to, people who say you can't, say, why not? We can. See, you define yourself by your understanding. You define yourself by your understanding. And who you are, you understand this, that when you hang around people, you become like those people. You become like the people you hang around, and they will affect your understanding. Those people will help you build up walls in your mind that were not there before. 
We set our own limits in our own mind. We set our own limits in our own life. I can preach the best sermon. I can preach the best sermon you could ever hear. But if in your mind you don't think you're free, you'll never get better. If you don't think it'll ever happen to you in your mind, then I might as well be preaching to a brick wall. It'll never happen. But you got to believe in your spirit. God, yes, I am a child of God. And God wants the best for my life. God wants me to mature. God wants me to be blessed. I love it because we all see single moms who out there and many of them who have children who went on to, to because they were single and they were raised, but you're a victim, you're a victim. The kids never elevate themselves out. But you take me a single mom who says, you know what, all right, dad may have not showed up. Dad may not have been in the picture. I would have liked for him to be here, but he wasn't here. But you know what, just because the dad didn't show up, my child is going to do something in their life. My child's going to get in the education. My child's going to show respect. Pull your pants up. Put on something good. You say, yes, ma'am. You say, yes, sir. If I got to come down there and sit with you in class, don't make me do that. I'll sit in every one of your classes, but you're going to be respectful of your teacher. If I hear you're not, you're going to give me those new Nikes. You're going to give me the keys of that car, and you ain't going nowhere because you're going to make something of yourself, boy. She's like, you're not going to be a victim. She's already decided, I don't know what it takes. If I got to work two jobs and I got to walk you to class, I'll do whatever it takes. But my child is going to do something with themselves. You just see it. They've made their mind up. And usually, almost always, those kids excel beyond their circumstance. Because why? Because mom said, my kid won't be a victim. They're going to excel. Mm. Break down the limits you have set over your own mind. Break down the limits. Stop being the victim. Immature people think in extremes. I got to stop thinking that way. See, immature people think in extremes. You pass somebody at work. You pass the new guy at work. He says, hi, how you doing? And you're like, oh, hi. And you walk and you're like, oh, man. Take my breath away. The new guy is hot. Hallelujah. Single ladies are like, hmm. He just might be the one. I think he likes me. He said hello to me. I can see us having a life together. I can see him asking me to marry. We'll have a beautiful wedding. And before the day's over, you've already planned out your whole wedding with this guy. And all he did was say hi to you in the hallway, being nice, because it's the first day. Some of you walk by and you say, hi, the new guy. He doesn't say anything back. And you leave. Well, who does this person think they are? They must be a jealous of me. Don't hate me because you ain't me. I know what you're saying right now. He just jealous because I got the better office than they got. I've been working here longer. They're jealous of me. They don't, they don't like me. They got a bad attitude. But see, immature people jump to extremes right away. You think the worst about people. Think the worst about people. When you go to extremes, just because someone's a high to you. See, mature people say this. That guy said hi to me. All right. Oh, okay. He, oh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. If he says hi to me tomorrow, then maybe, maybe it's more than just being nice today. Uh, he says hi to you next day. Oh, oh, no. He said hi to me again. He smiled at me today. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he will ask me out eventually. And maybe, we'll see. He does have a job. So maybe I'll say yes. And maybe we'll have one date. And after you have one date, mm, man, that would be pretty good. 
maybe this could work out to something where we have more dates and maybe you have some more dates and after that you're like, all right, you know, after a while, maybe we can date a while and after a while you date a while and you're like, maybe this is the one for me to spend the rest of my life with. We'll see. Let me, let me see how he handles conflict. Let me see how he pays his bills. Let me see his credit score. I mean, all the things you want to know, right? <laughs> Mature people think differently. Immature people just, just jump, right? What I'm trying to tell you is this, that not everybody's mad at you. Not everybody's in love with you. Immaturity goes extreme ups and downs. Mature people say, you know what? Maybe, maybe they just had a bad day. That's why they didn't say hi to me today. Maybe I need to be the one to say hi first next time and make eye contact. Maybe they didn't know I was talking to them. Maybe they're just really shy. Maybe they're really nervous about their first day on the job. Maybe I need to do more to help them out, feel more comfortable. Maybe I need to invite them over to our friend group. Maybe, I mean, all these things, that's the way mature people think. Immature people think it'll never get better. Immature people go to extremes. See, I want you to learn to mature. Think as a child, you act as a child. Mature people don't overreact. God, you haven't forsaken me. God, you're still with me. Just because I didn't get my breakthrough today doesn't mean my breakthrough is not coming. Mature people understand this. Immature people, I prayed. Pastor, I still feel bad today. Well, sometimes it's going to take a while. Sometimes you just hang on and do the right thing and the right thing. But God causes all things to work together for good for those that are called under his name today. Look at this now. In Romans 13, verse 12 and 14, it says, The nights are far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us what? Cast off. Come on now, you gotta throw off the works of darkness. Can I say it to you another way? Cast off the victim mentality. Cast off the, the immature thinking. Cast it off in the darkness and let us put on the armor of light and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. What? I thought he was with me. He is with you, but you gotta put that spirit in activated. It is voice activated. The Spirit of God is in me. If I'm a believer, His Spirit is not leaving me. But I've got a voice activated and say, all right, Holy Spirit, let's roll today. All right, Holy Spirit, where are we going today? Come on, I'm putting on the mind of Christ today. Mind, take a back seat. Holy Spirit, have control of my mind today. And make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. See, we have got to take control of the victim mentality and of the mentality that says we will never, ever, 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 we will never, ever, ever, ever. If you come into me and say, my husband will never get better, he ain't going to get better. My, my boss is always going to hate me. You're going to have a bad, hard time on your work. But when you come in and say, you know what? I know that they can become the man that God wants them to be. I know I can win over the boss. I know that I can do better here. I know that my marriage is going to get better. I know that my children are going to come back to the house of the Lord and give God all. I know today that I'm going to walk and I'm going to receive a blessing. I'm going to give it my all today. And I begin to change my mind and I put on the Spirit of God, who God says I am, what am I doing? I'm putting into activation. I can either get up and put on the old person, torn up, victim mentality, or I can leave the other one behind. Now, I'm going to ask Cliffy to come and give me a hand this morning. 
And I want you to know something. Back in the Roman times, that if you killed somebody, there was something that happened. If they come, if, they, they, if you kill somebody, they would actually make you strap on, in many cases, they would tie them to you, or you had to go, you couldn't go anywhere without carrying that dead person with you. As your punishment, they would make you carry them around. And many times what they do, they would tie them onto your back. And you would have to put that person on your back and carry them around. So if you went to dinner at a friend's house, you come walking in with that dead person on your back. If you went to town to go shopping, you had to walk around with a dead person on your back. So Cliffy, you're the dead person today. Come on now. Someone pray for Pastor Gene's back. Oh, there we go. All right. So no matter where I went in life, I would have a dead person on me. And you know why they did this? Because that dead person would begin to decompose. His body would begin to decompose, and pretty soon that rotten flesh would join into the rotten flesh of the person he's carrying. And your flesh became one with that flesh, and that sickness got into your back and got into your bloodstream, and eventually you become deathly ill, and you would die yourself a slow, painful death because you carrying around death, you are a walking dead man. And for many of us here, this is the way we live our life. I was a victim to this abuse. I was a victim to this hurt. I was a victim to this marriage. I was a victim of my child. I was a victim here, and I was a victim there. And this is what we're looking like. That's a dead person to you. You're much bigger than that. God has delivered you of the dead person. Lay down the dead person in your life and say, I'm leaving that thing behind. I'm not going to take this thing tomorrow. When I leave the church today, I'm not picking back up the dead person I left behind. I'm no longer tired to the victim they can no longer have power over my life thank you but I want you to understand something today that's how we look in the spiritual realm this is how we look we're walking around carrying this victim mentality but I want you to know that God is called the Holy Trinity can I get the Holy Trinity to come up here and help me out now the Holy Trinity right here my three sons right here All right. stand here in front guys we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You guys are so big, I can't even see the audience. So what's up with this, guys? Let me get up here, I can see over you. All right. So what has happened is this. God has now given me a new spirit. No longer am I carrying the person of my past. I'm not carrying the dead man any longer. But now he's given me God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit to walk in my life. So now instead of me carrying the dead person, this is now what it looks like in the spirit. Are you ready, Landon? All right, let's go. All right, here we go. And as I walk in my life, I got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit staying with me. Anybody want to take us on? Anybody want to fight us? Anybody want to go against us? Anybody want to go against us right here? Come on, come on, devil. Come on, devil. Come on, devil. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You ain't so tough. See why? Because I don't walk in my own strength. I walk in the power of the Son and what he did on the cross. And I now receive what the Father sent me, his Spirit. Thank you. Come on, give these guys a big hand. Yeah, I did a good job, guys. I'll tell Coach Prime, you did, good, did your workout today, Landon. Okay, there you go. 
This is how it looks in our life. Stop carrying the victim mentality and say, you know what? I'm going to go on and I'm going to strap myself to the Holy Spirit. I'm strapping myself right now to the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in my life, and I'm going to walk a victorious life in my life. I'm going to walk a victor in my life. Today, I want you to bow your heads. And if you're here today, say, Pastor, I needed to hear this word. I am ready to leave the victim mentality behind. It's time for me to leave that behind. And today, I'm ready to leave it behind. Today, I'm ready to see God do something in my life. As you stand, just stand up across the room, across this room. I want to see you standing. As you stand up, if you're here, say, Pastor, I, I'm ready to leave the victim mentality behind. You were preaching to me. This whole series has been preaching to me. Whether this is your first Sunday or you've been here all three, you say, I, you've been preaching to me. If that's you, just raise your hand where you're standing. Let me see where you're at. Yeah, I see hands going up everywhere. There you go. There you go. Leave them up right now. I'm going to declare over you that you are never going to be the same in Jesus' name. That God is going to break through in your life. You're going to leave that immature thinking, victim mentality thinking, and God's going to pull out a new, mature way of thinking in your life. It's time for you to go. You're going to leave the way you thought as a child, the way you spoke as a child, and the way you reasoned as a child. God's going to help you to see things differently. God's going to give you a new understanding. God's going to allow you to see the areas of selfishness that you've been walking in. And God's going to declare a new season over your life. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that, Father, right now, you are breaking spiritual victim mentalities off of people right now in the name of Jesus. Be free. Put down that dead man. Put down that victim mentality and say, I am walking free today in the power of Jesus' name. I'm walking free today in the power of Jesus' name. I am declaring it over your life. I'm declaring it right now. You're going to walk free, free in the mighty name of Jesus. Come